Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Blush. I am Tiffany and I'm here with my co-host Hiva. Hiva, how are you doing? Hi Tiff, I'm okay. I do have some news. Uh, Van Guy and I broke up. I feel like I should have like a reaction, but I already knew this. So yeah, like I obviously <laughs> you already knew. Like I said it so dramatically as though you were going to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would be so concerning if I told you <laughs> what, like I was like, ah, I'm just not going to tell her until we record the podcast. Yeah. It would be so weird if you did that. And I was just like, wait, what? Like, why have we not talked about this? We talk about... Every single day. And you didn't tell me you and your boyfriend broke up. Obviously, it's very sad. I feel like if this was some sort of TV show, we would do like a highlight reel of all the times you talked about Van Guy. And like, oh, my God, (laughs) my heart. I'm going to (laughs) die. Like a little like an in memoriam. Like, (laughs) I mean, I don't know if it's too soon to like make jokes about it. Clearly, it's not for me. But no, we love Van Guy. I honestly no breakup is ever easy. So how have you been holding up? How are you doing? Okay, honestly, honestly, this is the best I've ever handled a breakup in my entire fucking life. And you know what's crazy? We've talked a lot about how insane I am during breakups (laughs) (laughs) on this podcast. And I remember the last time, it wasn't even a real breakup, but when Asi and I were seeing each other and stopped seeing each other, I remember being like, oh, this is kind of like the best I've handled when something like when I've been into a guy and we've stopped hanging out. And then, I mean, now Van Guy and I had a very substantial relationship. You know, we basically lived together for four months. Like we had an entire future plan together. We like had the deep, deep, deep conversations. Like we, you know, I mean, we're partners literally in everything we spent like 99% of our time together for the past four months. So we had something very real and very substantial. It's by far the closest I've ever been to a boyfriend, even like guys that I've dated for like a year and a half, which is the longest relationship I've ever had. That's a long time. I mean, I don't know. I feel like everyone our age has dated people for years and I'm like, yep, never been able to pull that one off. No, but that's just a waste of time if you don't end up being with them. So yeah, I don't know. Um, But yeah, so it's honestly the best I've handled it. One thing I have noticed a lot lately is how much I've grown since this podcast has been around. And so much of it, I think, is because of the podcast and the stuff we talk about here and the fact that I do like own all these really negative parts about myself on this podcast. It just takes the power away. And this is not the girl who was losing her fucking mind because the German, a guy who I didn't even like, who I was like literally cringing about, <laughs> like ghosted me. You know what I mean? Like, remember how crazy I went over that versus how maturely I'm handling this? Yeah. So, yeah, I will say Van Guy and I still love each other very much. We're very good friends, but our romantic relationship has come to a close. Do you want to share the reason for the van being thrown off the cliff? <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> We have burned the van down. Well, I guess now he can keep the fucking van, right? I mean, we can stop plotting to destroy it. I guess he can just go live in the van now. So you gave him Um, the keys back to his van. So why were the keys given back? I like that. 
Okay. Honestly, nothing bad happened. It wasn't like crazy fighting. It was honestly an amazing relationship all in all. I guess I had a deep kind of intuitive ping that our romantic relationship had run its course. Like I think that people are in your life for a reason. And I think him and I were really meant to be together. I mean, this is so woo-woo. I'm so sorry uh, to anyone that this bothers, but whatever. I do think that we were meant to be in, like be dating. I think that we learn so much from each other. And I'm so much of a better person now than I was at the beginning of this year. And that's really thanks to him. Uh, you know, hopefully he can say the same. I don't know. I don't, maybe he has to like go join a support group for having to deal with me. No, no, <laughs> but, no. Um, but yeah, I think that we had learned everything we we're supposed to learn from each other. And at the end of the day, we want very different things. And we do really love each other. And we had discussed these things and we had found ways to compromise, found ways that we could both be happy and still be with each other and still do the things that we wanted. I don't know. I just had this deep intuitive feeling that it just, it wasn't right anymore. We weren't supposed to be together anymore, that there was something better out there for both of us. I ignored that for a long time because, you know, I do love him. Like I wanted to be with him. Like it was so easy. It was so fun to be with him. And so I really didn't want to listen to that voice. And I mean, it's been there for a while. And part of the reason that I was able to kind of ignore that voice is because I've been so anxious and in my head about everything. And so I just kept like thinking and hoping and praying that I was just anxious overall that, you know, maybe it's something in the stars or whatever that I didn't have to listen to this. You know what I mean? I was like, well, I'm just anxious about everything. I'm just anxious about everything. But that voice just kept getting louder and louder and louder until I kind of couldn't ignore it anymore. Basically, it got to the point where that voice was kind of screaming at me. So finally, I listened. And what I will say is that Ever since we broke up, the anxious thoughts I've been having about everything have quieted down too. So like I'm no longer in my head about career, about the podcast, about my friends, about my family, about my weight, about all of these things that I was freaking out about for so long. Everything's kind of quieted down. And I think that sometimes there's something going on that you're kind of in denial about And because you're not facing it, you start to get, and I'm not saying this is always the case. I think there are millions of things that can happen, but sometimes you're not facing it. And so you just start getting anxious about everything. And sometimes just changing one thing does kind of make everything better. God, that is actually so deep and such a good point. I have fallen victim my entire life to getting in my head about stuff probably a little bit more aggressively recently than in the past. It's been really hard to pinpoint what it's coming from. And I think it's really shows how in tune you are with yourself that you were able to pinpoint what it was for you. I mean, listen, it's taken a lot, a lot, a lot of self-work for me. Like I've been someone who I've almost never broken up with someone 
in a sincere way. Like if I've broken up with someone in the past, it's been because like I wasn't getting attention or I wasn't getting what I wanted. It was adjacent to fight picking. I just wanted them to be like, no, no, no. Like, let's please get back together. Spoiler alert. It doesn't really usually work. (laughs) So I don't advise it. It was the hardest fucking decision because it is by far the best relationship I've had. And Frankly, like at this point, I don't even care if I'm single until the day I die because I feel like I got to experience something that's so rare. Yeah. I'm going to get emotional. No, don't get emotional. Like, I don't. No, don't. <laughs> no, but it's like a good emotional, yeah. you know? So like, I don't even care. Like if I like never fall in love again, like it's worth it. But yeah, I, I do think that there's just better out there for both of us. But yeah, I mean... I do think that I'm pretty in touch with my intuition. I think it's, you know, like 1,400 and some days of meditating and like all of the crazy woohoo, like self-work type shit that I do has had some effect. A lot of the time I do think it can fall back on a partner. If you are in your head, if there is something what, what you are kind of going through, I do think the first place to look at is not even just your partner, but the people that are in your life like the close people in your life that you're spending the most time with could be, I'm not saying this is always the case, but they could be influencing that in some way or impacting you in some way. And maybe they've been in your life for a certain amount of time where you've become accustomed to however you're feeling and you're not necessarily like Kiva that's super in tune, but I do think that's a really good place to start. Yes. And also if you're in a situation, are you crying? I started getting a little choked up when you got emotional. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I have such a beat on my face that I was like, don't like, I honestly, when I was telling you to stop crying, yeah. it was more so because if you kept going, I would ruin my makeup too. So yeah, no, I, I was like, really like, fuck, she better stop or I'm going in as well. And now who do, like, we're both sitting here crying about your relationship with Van Guy. Yeah. and I don't want to ruin my makeup so but yeah yeah fair enough yeah also on that note I think that if you are anxious about a specific thing sometimes it's not the thing that you think you're anxious about like sometimes I think our minds fixate on something that seems easier and more tangible and more controllable than the thing that's actually bothering you. Like I had this um, end of last year, beginning of this year when I was uh, hanging out with Aussie. I remember one time I was like really annoyed with him and like uh, whatever, probably because he wasn't texting me. I mean, that that really was always the issue, right? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I was like really in my head about it. And I probably made some comment to him about it or something. And then I kind of reflected and I was like, you know what? That's not even what I give a shit about right now. What I give a shit about is like something completely separate. It was career related. And that just seemed so much more difficult. Like I could see how my brain's like, okay, let's just fixate on this guy because it's a more tangible thing to fixate on than like the extreme imposter syndrome that I'm facing, you know? Yeah. I overthink and think about so much and pretty much everything at the same time. And like, I will just go in spirals of doing it with different aspects of my life that a lot of the time, I don't know if it's 
me or if it's actually justifiable. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, am I just doing what I typically do or is there something wrong here? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so hard to uh, figure out. And really, I think sometimes in those scenarios, we kind of want an outside source to give us answers, like whether it's your friend, your therapist, or like, God, I used to pay so much money on fucking like tarot readings and shit to get like insight on something that at the end of the day, only I knew the answer to, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think journaling is a really good tool in that scenario. And maybe we can try to post like some good journal prompts or something. I mean, we're not going to do it here because like who the fuck wants to listen to that? But, (laughs) But maybe we can list some good ones that people can use for those scenarios. That's a really good idea. The other week I was so in my head and I messaged you about it. I was like freaking out about literally every fucking aspect of my entire life to the point where I was like, I have to be the issue. Like at this point, there's no way it's, it's anyone else but me. And I really had to sit back and be like, I need to stop thinking about everything and just do it. Yeah. And honestly, everyone I've been talking to lately has been experiencing similar things. Uh, I do think that it's something in astrology um, flashback to episode. What is it? 22. I think something like that. The astrology episode. Uh, yeah, go check that out if you want to learn nothing about astrology. <laughs> um, but, you know, we just passed these eclipses. It does seem to be a universal thing. Plus, you know, we're kind of coming out of lockdown and it's just, it's it's weird. Like none of us are used to, like I'm not used to being expected to go to things. Like people are inviting me to things and I'm like, oh, okay. So I guess we're doing that again we're like leaving the house and socializing again you're so right because I think for this past year a lot of us that deal with like anxiety or being really in our heads and just overthinking stuff in a way we had this chance to kind of shut it off because everything was shut down we were all at home we were all binge watching shit we were all like focused on ourselves but now that the world is kind of open again and we can't fixate on the pandemic we're like fixating on our own shit Yes, that's so true. Yeah, because we could, like, it's not like we weren't anxious. We just were anxious about this thing that was completely reasonable to be anxious about. Yes, and everybody was going through it. Like, in as isolated as we were, like, we were all isolated. Like, we were all stuck at home. Like, we all had to wear masks going out. And that's another thing. I feel like wearing the mask out was, like, a level of protection. And now that we're unmasked and, like, I I feel, like, fucking naked now, it's, like, I feel more exposed and I feel like my thoughts are more exposed and I feel like everything is just out there. I mean, the thing with human nature is we all have anxiety. Like, the people who didn't have anxiety were eaten by bears. Those of us that are still alive are ancestors of people who had anxiety. So they knew to run away from the fucking bear, you know? The people who were chill were the ones who were like, la-di-da, everything's fine. Whoops, the lion got me. So... (laughs) 
<laughs> so those of us that are alive are descendants of people who had anxiety. But the thing is, we now live in a modern world where we don't have those types of problems anymore. So we start getting anxious about shit that like we don't need to be anxious about. But then last year, all of a sudden, it was like going back to hunter-gatherer times where all of a sudden it's like, wow, our entire like existence, our safety is in question. Especially think like early days. We didn't really know much about coronavirus. I mean, remember the day when everyone was like wiping down every surface because we thought that you like you would touch something then like you just get it like later we learned it wasn't like that but there were so many unknowns and so it, it we were finally able to channel our anxiety into the type of thing that is within our nature and now that's kind of gone and we don't have that plus we have the added anxiety of like not having an excuse it's no longer like oh when are like you know before it's like when are you gonna do this well I can't right now we're in lockdown like I have an expired driver's license it expired a year ago and it's been fine for a while because anytime anyone said anything I've been like uh we're in the middle of a global pandemic and that's always worked, but it's not going to fly for much longer. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do, because if they make me take a driving test, I can't. I haven't driven a car in like 11 years. I'm not about to do that. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. I might not have a driver's license. Stay tuned. I imagine we're not the only ones having this feeling. Like, if me and you are also mm -hmm. feeling similar things, I hope and imagine that there's other people dealing with that or just everyone's like yes everything's opened back up you guys are fucking crazy why are you feeling anxious now <laughs> just sick of seeing people doing fabulous things i get it your life's better than mine cool got it yes <laughs> stop rubbing it in my fucking face i just broke up with my boyfriend <laughs> yeah no seriously because i actually think everyone was doing that stuff before but no one could post it on social media yep. because if you were go going out and traveling during the pandemic it's like everybody was like what a piece of shit yeah. like this person's disgusting like you went and saw your family for christmas <laughs> you garbage human being block delete don't associate with them now it's like Everyone's posting out constantly because it's like we're all out again. We're all like kind of normal. And that's all I see. I feel like now people want to post even more aggressively that they're out because they couldn't for a year. Last year, my antisocial hermitness was awarded and applauded as like being a hero and looking out for society. And now we're right back to where we were, where my parents are soon going to be like, Harry, you can never fucking leave the house so you can find a fucking husband. And I'll be like, no. You do go out though. You have been doing your own thing. You just don't post it on social media. I will say, even before Van Guy and I broke up, I kept thinking, I was like, I just want to have a really fun summer. But yeah, how is your anxiety now? Has it like faded at all or no? It's better. I mean, I definitely, there was a split second where I was like, I'm cutting everything out of my life that I in any way love because, so I can like figure out what it's coming from. <laughs> like I got to take it to an extreme. I mean, it pops up randomly. For example, just to get into specifics so we're not being so vague. You know, I am active on social media, probably more active than the like normal person. And I started overthinking 
everything that I was posting to a level where I was like, I don't even want to post anymore. Like the fun of it's going away. And I think in general, I talked to a lot of people that want to be more active on social media. Actually today, a girl messaged me and said, I had posted a story of a throwback of myself of when I didn't post any of my outfits or looks on social media and I was like I was such a chicken shit because I was so scared of posting my outfits or doing anything like that and people would think oh my god who does this bitch think she is which every right to think that like I think that all the time I do too yeah yeah thanks Eva (laughs) (laughs) who does this chick think she is she's like yeah I think that all the time too it's like oh okay And she she messaged me and she was like, like, I deal with that, too. Like, I want to and, and I and I overthink it. And I think all of us, especially with social media, we may not talk about it as openly, but I think everyone overthinks what they post. And do I look stupid? Do I look like I'm trying too hard? That's always my biggest fear. Uh, is it too much? Like, is someone going to judge me? And it's that voice exists. It's just sometimes we know how to dial it down and sometimes it just gets turned up, right? And then I'm like, fuck, I need to turn it down. I need to turn it down. It's always there. It just sometimes it's louder than other times. When I first started posting on Instagram, I would post something and then like throw my phone across the room and be like, fuck, I can't believe I did that. Who the fuck do I think I am? Like, why am I out here acting like I'm some kind of like cooking expert or food expert or nutrition expert or like whatever? I mean, I do the same thing. Like I didn't even post to social media at all until honestly quarantine is what I was like, well, I have nothing else to do with my time. Like I'm sitting at home, all these clothes in my closet are just gathering dust. And actually like I originally wanted to study fashion. I wanted to go into merchandising or be a stylist. I applied for fashion school. I didn't get in. I was so fucking devastated. I remember I threw up when I found out I didn't get in, which is such an extreme response. And then I was, (laughs) and then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like I'm not going to do this anymore. But then I always wanted because I worked in social media and I was like, it's the two things I really, I don't know if I love social media, but it was the one thing that I know kind of a little bit, social media. And I love, I love clothes. And I know most girls love clothes. I would say in a different way than the average girl does. Yeah. And if it was up to me, like I actually hate, vehemently hate having my picture taken. It is such an uncomfortable experience. Like if I'm ever out, I've had girlfriends that are like, let's take a pic. I'm like, I'll take a pic of you. I don't want to do it. Like I don't like it. And that was the biggest reason why I was like, I don't want to post pictures of myself. If I had someone in my life that I could like dress up and do their hair and makeup and put in like little outfits. Like if I had a fucking kid, maybe I need to have a fucking kid. (laughs) That's a good, that's a good reason to have a child. Honestly, (laughs) that's my motivation to have a child now I would post pictures of them but I was like I don't I have to do it myself and I highly doubt my boyfriend will be like too keen on me putting dresses and fucking clothes on him so (laughs) I'm the only one left that would be a nice career trajectory for Mr. B though (laughs) he's my my Instagram model so I was like there's no one left but me and then I just got sucked into it. And then I was like, well, shit, now now it's a fucking thing. Now I feel like I can't stop because it's all over the internet. And if I stopped, it would be so obvious that I stopped. And I do enjoy, look, everything that we like doing, we don't fully love doing it. Like there's a lot of things I love about doing it. 
but there's a lot of things I don't like. So it's that, that tug or whatever, what is it? Tug of war in my own head where I'm like constantly having to remind myself, okay, I love this. I love this. I love this. Even though I really dislike all these other aspects of it, but I would say it's gotten better, but it's definitely hasn't fully gone away. Like I still feel really cringy about whatever I do. (laughs) Yeah, me too. It's just, it's hard not to feel cringy on social media, especially like now that I've been making reels, I'm just constantly in my head, like, like this is so bad. Everyone else's is so much better. This is so cheesy. Like I'm not even good at cooking. Like the audacity of me to be doing this, you know, for me, the biggest one is like imposter syndrome. It's like, I don't know enough about this. Like I made a reel, um, where I was like cooking, uh, something and I've been like, well, if I post this, people are going to criticize me for like not sauteing the onions the right way or something like that. Because I don't actually have like cooking training. I just throw shit together that I think is good, you know? But who even has training for anything nowadays? Like who's really actually qualified for anything? Like even if you are technically qualified, are you really qualified? That's a good point. I'm technically qualified to practice law, but I would not advise hiring me if you get arrested. So, And there's plenty of people that are technically qualified to cook food and are shitty cooks. That's true. You know, one thing that I think would be helpful for this type of anxiety, it's finding someone else in your circumstances that does that. So like for me, it would be finding people that are you know, my age or older that have no technical cooking training that are posting on social media in a way that I think is really likable. You know what I mean? Finding someone like that, I think, could take some of that anxiety away. And like confiding in them? No, 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 just uh, observing them. Being like, okay, well, if she can do it, then I can do it too. A hundred percent. And I'm sure they have, I think we all have those doubts. Like, I don't think anyone's sitting there super confident about anything they're doing. They're just not voicing it. Yeah, for sure. Because I think if you looked at our social media presence, I don't think you would necessarily think any of these things that me and you are saying. Oh, no, not at right? all. I'd be curious to know, like anyone who is listening, who follows us on Instagram, DM us and let us know if you would have thought that we have all of these ruminating thoughts. And I think that's the problem is we see things on social media and we're like, oh, they just are doing it. And they're like, he was just posting pictures of her food and she feels super good about it. And her food looks amazing. And she's probably super confident in that and not thinking that you're having all these self-doubts and these things going through your head. People listening are probably like literally not a single person has thought you two have anything figured out. <laughs> Didn't you once put garlic in your vagina? Like, you don't even know what to do with a clove of garlic. It goes on a cutting board, bitch. You cut it up. You add it to your food. You don't put it in your holes. Everyone's like, we knew all of this. Like, we knew you two were being, like, self-conscious and in your heads and have anxiety. Like, it's pretty fucking obvious. Like, you're only posting pictures of your cleavage. Like, clearly there's something going on. 
I love how this episode is like basically just become about social media now. It's like, what a journey we went through from like crying over Van Guy to now just being in the thick of Instagram. But here we are. I think part of the thing with social media is it's so new when you think about it, like in the course of human evolution. And as human beings, Generally, when we're in a new situation, we model each other, we copy each other because it's it's just a survival instinct. Like if you don't know what to do, you do what you see. You know what I mean? Like as an infant, that's how we learn. We observe, you know, our parents and we do the shit that they do. We say the things that they say because that's how we fucking learn. Yeah. And so we're out here on social media, like observing each other and kind of being like, OK, I guess I'm supposed to do this. But the problem is when you just do things that you see other people do, it's often, not always, but it's often kind of inauthentic. And I think things that are inauthentic are the things that we then observe as being cringy. And so it just creates this fucked up spiral. But it's like, how do you how do you not do that? Because it's it's new. We don't know what the fuck to do, you know? You're so fucking right. I relate to that so hard because... I always feel like I see things on social media and I'll compare myself to other people and in terms of like what I'm posting specifically and I see two different lanes like for example of girls are either super fashiony like they're just so so fashiony and it's just a certain aesthetic where it's like pictures of like art and then like just like they won't even show their face and it's like it's really pretty pictures or there's girls that like you know, like you can basically see their asshole, which very pretty pictures as well. Like all, <laughs> and there's no judge, no judgment on either. I don't fall into any of those. I'm kind of just doing whatever the fuck I want to do. And I think that's what makes me nervous about it because I'm like trying to put myself into some sort of category and I can't. Yeah, it all goes back to fucking evolution. You know, we have this desire to be like other people because you have to be part of a tribe historically or you'd fucking die. I mean, now you can just live alone somewhere, but, you know, our brains haven't caught up to our new circumstances. I think that if you're feeling really like cringy about something pay attention to whether it's yours or it's someone else's like are you doing this because you really want to do it and it makes you happy and you want to do it in this way or are you doing it because you saw other people doing it you're so on to something I think we've seen this with like social justice movements or something Mm -hmm. that's going on in the country where people just start posting stuff because other people are posting it and you're like well I'm supposed to be posting this because everybody else is posting it and it's like no you can post to your Instagram account to your social media literally whatever the fuck you want to post you can post nothing you can post everything you can do literally whatever you want it's your canvas to paint however you want a thousand percent and every time I've reminded myself that in any situation you can really apply this to anything it is your decision if you don't want to be in a relationship anymore and it doesn't feel right to you you have every right to pull the plug on that like there doesn't have to be a justification or this massive reasoning if it doesn't feel right that's okay and honestly I think if you say that to yourself, because that's what I've been saying to myself a lot, like I'm doing what I'm comfortable with. I don't care 
if like I don't feel comfortable posting something or I don't want to because it's just not my taste or my style I rather just be authentic to me and I have to say you have to constantly remind yourself that it's really difficult it is really really difficult yeah I mean at the end of the day I think what we're getting at is try to silence other people and increase the volume on your own intuition by taking out other people you actually take out those voices too that's really what happened to me you know I was in this relation like I've wanted a boyfriend like what forever I finally had a boyfriend everything was easy everything was perfect like it was never games fuss difficult I mean yeah we would fight but we would have these really fucking conscious fights where we would just discuss our feelings and then make up and in so many ways everything was perfect and I really couldn't justify or explain this you know nagging feeling that I had that we're just not supposed to be together anymore but when I finally was able to like really tap into that voice everything has improved and I have to say this conversation that we just had was really therapeutic so I think talking about it and like being really open about whatever insecurities or whatever doubts or whatever anxious feeling you're having in a way once you just voice it and acknowledge it you kind of take away the power. 1,000%. It is the best thing you could ever do. So I have this thing. It's so embarrassing. So I used to love to get high. And <laughs> weed, smoking weed, just yeah. to clarify. Yeah. Cannabis. <laughs> yes, which is legal in like most states. So yeah. Um, and... I, so for a long time, I just, whatever, would smoke all the time. It was fine. And then this thing started happening to me in my 20s where every time I was high around other people, I would think that I'm peeing myself, but I wouldn't actually be peeing myself. I just would think that I'm, it felt like I was peeing myself and I would be like frantically checking, but I didn't want to like tell people that I thought this. So I'd just be suffering in silence, like go to the bathroom, check to see if my pants are wet, just like like constantly checking my pants, like freaking out that people knew. I mean, the levels that this got to, I'm not even going to get into because it's so embarrassing. <laughs> and then when I just fucking told someone once that I had this fear... I could finally stop being in hell because I could just like talk like you know what I mean when you talk about it people would be like okay well you're not peeing yourself yeah so. they'd be like there's no pee anywhere Heva I think yeah, you're like, fine I would tell you if you're peeing like what would I just and I really in my head had this whole thing where I was like like I thought people probably were like she's so fucking cool she just has this weird thing where she pees herself when she's <laughs> head I was like I didn't realize like how irrational it is <laughs> like that is like people would just be like like would you hang out with someone consistently who just pees themselves every time they're high and not tell them you know what I mean like you no would never just I be would like, be like Kiva there's a little pee coming out of you um the couch is like soaking wet was this you sitting in a yeah. puddle it like, smells a little on? uriny in here and I think it's coming from you <laughs> giving something a voice <laughs> I love that this is where we're at now 
You thought you were peeing yourself, but acknowledging the fact that you thought you were peeing yourself took the power away? Yeah, it really fucking does. Yeah. No, I can see that. I love that that's the example you brought up. I mean, listen, it is debilitating when you're like high and paranoid that you've peed yourself. Like, can you think of a worse prison to be (laughs) in? By the way, I've talked to a few other people who have this. If you've ever had this, please fucking DM me so we can talk about it. I do think that it's like a thing that happens. I've also talked to people who have the same thing with pooping. So they thought they shit themselves. Yeah. Who like thought they shit themselves while high. Wow. I remind me to never smoke because, oh, (laughs) my God, I do not want to go through that. Yeah. Kids don't do drugs. (laughs) It'll make you think that you have defecated or pissed yourself. And it is a terrible, terrible thing. It will ruin your fucking night if you're sitting around paranoid. (laughs) I love how this went from me and Van Guy broke up to now just an anti-drug campaign is where we've we've landed. <laughs> this episode has been everywhere. Yeah, but also nowhere. Yes. But honestly, like... <laughs> I was going to say that. Everywhere and nowhere all at the same time. But I think there's an underlying message that we do have that connects everything. Yeah, it's trust your intuition and give voice to your fears. Yeah, give voice to your fears. Because honestly, when you acknowledge your fears and you let them have a voice, that's how you combat them. Yeah, it's suppressing things that is hard. Like for me, (laughs) suppressing the fear that I was peeing myself. God, this episode took such a fucking turn. But seriously, when you're like sitting around and suppressing something, it will hold you prisoner. It will take over. But if you can just acknowledge and voice these things, it takes so much power away and it puts you back in the driver's seat. And before we go, there are some extra like things that you can do that we'll post on social But there's one that I thought that would be fun if we do together. So like you'll do it. I'll talk you through it. And then this is something that you guys can do at home. This is for a moment when you're in acute anxiety. So it's just it's taking over. You don't really know what to do. This is just to get you out of that state and ground you again. Okay. Um, List five things that you see around you. My shoes my purse, my makeup brushes, my ring light, and my iron. List four things that are touching your skin right now. My shirt, my shorts, the wire for the microphone, and my underwear. List three things that you can hear. This is a harder one because you've like taken efforts to make it quiet in there so we can record. I uh, cannot hear anything because it's I can hear you and I can hear my own voice. And let me see. Can I hear anything outside? No, it's pretty quiet outside, to be honest. So, yeah, there's any like static through the headphones. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Yeah. But like in a normal situation, you'd probably be able to hear some other kind of background noise yes, or something. Yes, yes, Two things that you can smell. This is so weird. I can't smell anything right now. I don't know what's going on. Wait, I guess I can kind of smell the microphone. And 
I'm in my own room, so I feel like I'm just like numb to my own scent, but probably it smells like shit in here. I don't know. Like it could smell like <laughs> fucking shit and I would not know cuz it's my own scent, which apparently is shit. <laughs> Listen, I have a very weak sense of smell, so that's like a hard one for me. Yeah, I guess just like the mic and sort of like my makeup-ish area, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't wear perfume, so. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Um, One thing that you can taste. Well, I guess just like my my saliva, which tastes whatever. It's probably like the last thing you ate, kind of, right? I did brush my teeth right before we recorded. So like a very faint, very faint toothpaste taste, but not even. Water. I just drank water, so I guess I can taste okay. the water. Wait, I brushed my teeth before we recorded too. And like, why did you brush your teeth at that time? Because I thought like I was weird, but I like I'd I'd finished eating for the day, so I just brushed my teeth. I have to like brush my teeth before doing any sort of anything. Like before I take pictures, even though I'm not showing my teeth, I'll brush my teeth before going out. I like to brush my teeth. I just like to enter a situation with like my mouth having like a clean palate fascinating so like how many times a day do you brush your teeth it depends on if I how many activities I do if it's just a day where I'm just at home like working then very like just normal amount of times but if I'm like going like normal is two right I think that's morning and night is that normal because that's what's normal for me I do brush my teeth after every meal because and I will say this this is not for like dental reasons (laughs) like I don't care that much about my teeth it's mainly like I don't like the the taste of food lingering in my mouth fascinating fascinating okay (laughs) glad we covered that real quick but yeah so that's a quick exercise it's five four three two one you can do it anytime any place if you get anxious it'll take you out of your thoughts and bring you into the present moment I felt actually a lot better after this episode talking about things, but it did make me feel a little bit better. I'm going to use that next time I feel anxious. And it's not like to, you know, for deeper things, it's not going to help you uncover like what's going on deep down in your soul that you're suppressing. It's just something where in a moment where you're freaking out, like acute anxiety moment, it'll take you out of your thoughts and like bring you back into your body and into the present moment. I have acute anxiety moments about five to six times a day. So I will be doing this constantly. I'm like five things in the room, like every fucking moment. Tiffany's just like brushing her teeth and five, four, three, two, one like 12 times a day. It's going to get to the point where like we're going to walk into rooms. I'm going to know everything inside of it because I've had to list everything in the room so many times. Like I know this room so well. I think for this week's giveaway, as long as you what, you have to share the episode, screenshot it, put it in your stories, tag a friend, just like share the fucking episode. <laughs> You're entered yeah, into the- however you do it. Yeah. <laughs> just let us know that you shared it, okay? Two episodes ago, we gave poop advice as our giveaway. And since now the pea queens have brought pee into the mix, if you don't know that we're pea queens, go back to what episode did we talk about pee? Pretty much any of the first 10 episodes listened to. Yeah. <laughs> we were constantly <laughs> talking about pee. Have we done a pee giveaway? 
Have we given away our urine? No, not, not as far as I know. Okay. Well, this week, someone, a lucky listener, is going to get Heva's pee, which honestly is kind of iconic. <laughs> which if you've listened to episode three, you know there are some people that are into bodily fluids. So don't yes. think this isn't a hot ticket item. London's about to DM me. <laughs> Listen, I wanted your friends, but I will settle for yours. <laughs> but yeah, I will send you a vial of my urine. You can wear it around your neck like Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton in the 90s. Uh, if you're too young for that reference, it's entirely possible that Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox are about to do the same thing. Yeah. I don't know. So. It's a matter of time. It really is. Um, yeah. yeah, I really think... <laughs> I don't think it can get more personal than Hiva's pee. Like, you're part of the blush community, and you have Hiva's urine. Yep, yeah. And you know what? If you ever need to pass a drug test, it might come in handy. I don't know. Yeah, um, or it might not. Yeah. yeah. Or if you ever want to fail a drug test, it also could come in handy. I love how you say that. After you're like, yeah, smoking weed. But if you want to... If the drug test is for like heroin or crack or meth, if it's for hard drugs, you will definitely pass. Uh, If it's for cannabis, you might not pass. (laughs) Although I think uh, cannabis tests specifically test for THC, and I have not been fucking with THC, so we love that you would pass okay perfect so hot fucking giveaway definitely share the episode um to get some urine yeah (laughs) this is a good one guys i mean i don't i might enter it myself (laughs) (laughs) i really hope no other podcast is doing this like sincerely (laughs) yeah (laughs) you heard it here first you'll hear it here last (laughs) (laughs) In fact, you'll never hear this again, probably because no one will ever listen again. No one's sharing. People are going to go out of their way to not share this episode. People are just going to unfollow us just in case like anything they do is misconstrued as entering into the giveaway. Literally the last thing they'd want is one of our fucking urines, but you know what? We still think it's a hot commodity here at Blush. Yeah, London hit me up. Yeah. (laughs) Love you guys. Bye, guys.